1: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.
1: Good morning to you. It's Wednesday, the third of November. You're listening to Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer, on Talk Radio. As well as listening, you can of course also watch the show live. Talk Radio is now on your TV. Download the Talk Radio TV app or go to talkradio.tv for details on how to watch. Coming up, hundreds of the UK's biggest firms and financial institutions will be forced to go green under new Treasury rules to tackle climate change, being announced by the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, today. Meanwhile, Boris Johnson will attempt to reform the House of Commons Standards Watchdog today, following. Good decision to ban Tory MP Owen Patterson who they found breached commons lobbying rules and unions have warned of a care home closure of care home closures if the health secretary goes ahead with his plans to sack 60,000 staff who've refused to take the covid jab 6:33 is the time this is talk radio Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me. Lots to talk about this morning. You'll be very relieved to learn that the actual leaders uh, aspect, the leaders COVID, not COVID, leaders COP26 uh, summit is actually now over. They've all gone home, uh, including the likes of the US President Joe Biden and others. Uh, And of course, that means that the focus is uh, uh, rather going to be, I suppose, less Less on what is going on in Glasgow, more back on, well, the stuff that most people are more concerned about. Although we should be rather concerned about the stuff announced at COP26. As much as they've actually achieved anything, it's going to be interfering in our lives an awful lot. Well, to discuss that and plenty of other things, it's Benedict Spence, Conservative commentator who joins me all this morning. Good morning to you.
0: Good morning, Julie. How are you?
1: Very well indeed. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Um, we had a couple of announcements yesterday uh, on methane gas, the deforestation announcement was covered on the show yesterday. Later on, uh, pledge to cut methane gas uh, by 30% uh, involving uh, a number of different countries, just 90 countries, not including China, a major emitter <laughs> of methane gas. Um, uh, but also the crucial thing that's happening today is nine o'clock this morning, Chancellor Rishi Sunak is going to be speaking. Uh, and uh, he is basically going to be... Well, Torn purposes, forcing UK firms to go green, to uh, promise to plan for a low carbon future, or else. Um, what do you make of this plan?
0: Um, well, I think it's nice that 90 countries got around the table and agreed to something. That's actually quite unusual. You know, I tend to be quite cynical about these things, but that's actually rather impressive. It's just a shame that the major polluters that actually matter weren't among them. You know, it's very nice that the likes of you know, the the, bah- uh, the Bahamas and yes. you know, Pacific Islands might have got around the table. and never agreed, yes, when actually... They, when they say 90 not countries, and often
1: <laughs> often at least sort of 70 of those countries have a total population of about 3 million, so... Yes, uh, yeah. thank
0: you, Lesotho, for everything that you've done. <laughs> but, uh, you know, no, I'm big, a little bit mean, but, you know, ultimately that is the long and short of it, isn't it, that, that you've got countries like uh, India saying maybe 2060, and you've got China not turning up. Um, In which case it doesn't really matter and the thing is even if these countries do believe in climate change uh, and that uh, it's man-made and that we can do something about it, uh, they're going to be looking at Western countries taking drastic measures to cut back on their carbon emissions at great personal cost, yes. I might add. Yeah. And they're going to say, well, thanks very much. You've bought us all a little bit of time to get out a little bit further in front of you uh, by, so that we can use up all of the fossil fuels and said, cheers, lads. That, that was very
1: yeah, helpful. And I, I, I would say rather understandable by those countries. So a little bit later in the show, uh, from nine o'clock, we're going to be talking to environmentalists at Bjorn Lomburg who is one of those who said, said, "Look, you know, he doesn't want all this sort of uh, this basically this sort of the punishment and there's you know the sackcloth and ashes aspect." He says we should be going for technological innovation. We should be doing the stuff that really improves people's lives. Um, so we're going to be talking to him about all of that. But in terms of these financial announcements, um, this this is basically so the most big UK firms and financial institutions will be forced to show how they intend to hit climate change targets under new Treasury rules by 2023. They will have to set out detailed public plans for how they will move to a low carbon future. The plans will be submitted to an expert panel... Wonder who they will be mm. to ensure they are not just spin. <laughs> uh, net zero members, they will not be mandatory. And Green groups said the proposals don't go far enough. Now, if Green groups said the proposals don't go far enough, then that's a relief to me uh, because basically they just want you know us to give up, obviously, just give up steel production and and heating our homes and just and just go back to living in caves. Um, so um, he, he, the idea is, Rishi Sunak wants to make the UK the first net zero financial centre, and we know people like Mark Carney, the former Bank of England governor, is very in favour and awful lot of this, but the reality is <laughs> all this it, it, if you know this is this is just people you know basically you know p- Putting adverts in newspapers saying they're very green. I don't know about you. I ignore a lot of that nonsense and to a certain extent. Actually, I I try not to use firms that do a lot of that stuff because I'm just not interested in it. I just sell me a good product at a good price and don't don't employ slave labour and then I'm fine, frankly. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of you know I'm more I I'm more concerned about slave labour in you know Bangladesh, frankly, uh, than I am about uh, nonsense green credentials which are absolutely mm-hmm. a, load of, a load of rubbish. Um, but this is just I mean, frankly, this is just a another layer of green grifting because that's what it is there is money to be made in them Uh, and and all the sort of these organizations and all these bodies who claim to be oh so good and beyond you know anything they're all making a heck of a lot of money by burnishing their green credentials and and standing in judgment on everybody else and this is we've just created another level of cost for business.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, everybody talks about how it is capitalism that's causing the climate crisis. Yeah. But actually, this whole thing is a capitalist dream. There's just so much yeah. so many opportunities to take money away um, from, from people that, 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 that doesn't need to be taken. And I mean, Oh, it is really that thing. Whereas, as you say, you look at large companies, large banks, corporations trying to burnish their credentials in the same way that they do with their woke credentials. And actually, I don't think it's ever made anybody more likely to do business with them, or at the very least nobody you want to do business with. (laughs) And ultimately, it doesn't really make that much of a difference because it's not entirely down to these companies it's about consumers it's one of the things that made me laugh about Boris Johnson saying that with you know he wasn't interested in a referendum on net zero yeah. because actually you know the public are broadly in favor of uh, you know of, of green policies, they don't want the planet to cook or melt or freeze or whatever it is this week. Uh, they just would actually quite like it to be cost-effective and for it to be sensible. They'd like things like nuclear reactors yeah. rather than wind power. You know, they're things they like things that work without it costing but, but also, you know, the family fortune.
1: Would you like greener energy, cleaner fuels? Yes, I would. Would yeah. you like to pay twice as much for unreliable, unsecure energy? Mm. No. Now, you have to. No, sorry, that you have to answer both those questions at the same time because yeah. they're both relevant to each other. Um, the Metro, Metro Office, uh, uh, Meteorological Office, um, have issued a report uh, claiming that the European summer heat waves that we saw this summer will increase. They've gone from like once in a thousand years to once every three years, or they will mm-hmm. by the end of the century if we continue with global warming. Or the, the report of the Guardian uses the word global heating. Um, they, they've, you know, uh-huh. we know that we know that you know the BBC and others will only say catastrophe or crisis, uh, and these decisions to. <sighs> not to just say global warming. So that's global heating. Um, but this, of course, is all based on modelling, on, on the chances of something happening. Mm. Um, given that we had modelling involved in, you know, what led to the financial crash in terms of, oh, no, we're all perfectly fine. We, 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 you know, no way is everyone over-leveraged. Um, and, and the, 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 the modelling that we've seen, I mean, blatantly looking at experts in their field, at top universities showing modelling about what's going to happen with Covid cases where they don't even factor in things like school holidays and it gets warmer and people go outside. I mean, or or, or vaccination rollout. Genuinely, some of those models that we had earlier this year didn't actually allow for the fact that people were being vaccinated. That's how useless these models are. Should we be trusting anything that is based on a model?
0: I'm really glad, actually, you mentioned the financial crisis. It shows that we're on the same page. And it probably means that most people actually listening to the show are probably on the same page. You know, the same politicians that went, you know, the, the economy is fine. And to talk to you about the economy, here is this pinstriped banker. Is it all fine? Oh, yes, it's going absolutely fantastically. Oh, great. And now we're going to the climate change. And we're going to talk to the pink pinkhead lunatic who lives in a camper van. Is it all going to catch fire? Yes, it is going to catch fire. Well, there you have it. And that does appear to be pretty much how government is done right now. And you yeah. you talk about there being a sort of a Green Committee of Experts. Who's going to be on it? Carrie Johnson, Dylan the dog? You know who, 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 who Do we get a say in who, yeah. who's going to be well, making, deciding as, whether uh, or not it's fine?
1: As you say, Boris Johnson yesterday was asked at press conference, you know, uh, would, you know would, would people, by the Daily Express, the political editor, all, would we uh, be getting a referendum on that? So, and he said, I think we've all had enough of referendums. But you think, well, yeah, I no. haven't. I absolutely haven't. And as we saw... Well, that means. As we yeah, saw yeah. with the Brexit referendum, we were told that that wasn't what people wanted. We were told <laughs> that it was the wrong thing to do. And people voted for it. And people voted for it again, uh, twice in 2019 as well. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, this idea that oh, people don't want a referendum... Uh, you- when you when you start taking away people's right to have a gas boiler mm. and putting up their taxes and, and people are living you know, less uh, less full lives and not able to afford to go on, uh, on a holiday abroad. Yeah, you're right. They, they will actually want a referendum. And I'm telling you how they'll vote right now.
0: I mean, all that means is uh, we've had enough of democracy. Which we know that the government's had enough of democracy because they've been passing through powers, pushing through powers without yeah. putting them to parliament for the last couple of months. Uh, you know, we know that they're very keen on that. But I mean, Boris Johnson also said it's time to get tough on trees. It's time to get tough on cash. That was that set alarm bells ringing. Oh. oh, cash is it? Oh, something that you control. You, you want more control over? Oh, uh, yes, of course. That would be very damaging for the climate, wouldn't it? That's the direction that we're going. Yeah. That's oh, more authoritarian. I have That's to say,
1: we did an item on this yesterday, and it's done a lot, a lot of views online. Um, it's when the conspiracy theorists keep being right that bothers me because I'm, yeah. as you know, not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a cock-up theorist. I mean, I, I, I know these people <laughs> in charge. Trust me. They, they, it's all just it's all just mishap after mishap after mishap. They haven't got an agenda. They haven't got a, a whole big program. They really haven't. Um, but but there are a lot of people who do. Um, and it really does worry me when lots of the things that the conspiracy theorists say, this is going to lead from this to this to this. I, I am genuinely getting quite scared. I'm not going to lie. Let's talk about something else that's happening in Parliament today, um, because uh, uh, we've got got, uh, PMQs and and the usual things, but we've also got a vote in Parliament uh, regarding whether or not the Conservative MP and former Minister uh, Owen Paterson, you've heard him on the show many times, whether he Mm. should be suspended from Parliament for 30 days. The Standards Commissioner Catherine Stone has basically uh, her and the committee have basically found him to be guilty of uh, breaching parliamentary rules, uh, and therefore he would face a 30-day suspension. How and that, this is normally goes through, a, it just goes through the motions. So there's a vote in Parliament, and MPs vote for that to go through. Uh, it's understood that Boris Johnson is going to back a backbench motion by the former minister Andrea Leadsom and John Whittingdale and others to uh, basically disband this uh, Commons Committee uh, on Standards and replace it with a new body. Um the, 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 the current body has been accused of being biased against Tories and biased against Brexiteers, of which Owen Passen is both. Um and they're going to try and stop him being punished uh and actually have a new investigation. It's a very complicated story. I think frankly it's not what most people are, con- are focusing on. But um it seems to me that the, the, the Commission report was, you know, had, had um had a hope had bag to rights so that he had broken parliamentary rules in terms of representing private firms uh, as a a former minister and as an MP. He says, though, that he wasn't given any sort of right of reply properly, not allowed to bring defence witnesses to defend him. There wasn't a right of appeal, etc, etc. And this was all a sort of a witch hunt. He's also said that these terrible suicide of his wife during the middle of this investigation was partly caused by the stress of this investigation. So we've got some very serious allegations here. What do you make of all of this?
0: I think that trying to reform uh, the standards process uh, whilst there is a prominent MP uh, currently uh, facing uh, suspension uh, by it, I think is the wrong time. I think yeah, it's entirely possible, actually, that the, the committee is biased against Owen Patterson and other MPs like him. You know, very often that that is the case in these sorts of things. But it is entirely the wrong time, I think, actually, because it looks opportunist. And it may be very unfortunate to Mr. Patterson. I mean, something else that is worth pointing out is, you know, that the rules do need to be changed, actually, on uh, lobbying, on what work MPs can do, and also, frankly, on MPs' pay. It needs to be handled a little bit more sensibly. And all of these sorts of things would probably be avoided or perhaps be a lot less common uh, were that to be done. But we're often saying this, aren't we? X thing needs to be reformed, Y thing needs to be reformed. And I'm afraid it is a sign, really, of of the indolence of our politics that they only ever get reformed after something bad has happened. Yeah. And that's always the least opportune moment in which to do it, because all sorts of things can be sort of snuck through on the basis of, yeah. well, this has to change.
1: It, do, it does seem that um, from the, the evidence that has been presented by those, say, look, you know, basically if a Labour MP is accused of something, they get off. If a Tory MP is accused of something, they don't, they don't get done. It seems to be the Labour MP should be getting done as well. Uh, yeah. But whether or not MPs can sort of basically mark their own homework is, is part of the issue. Uh, we'll uh, take a bit of a break now. Uh, coming up, we will be uh, talking about the 60,000 and care home workers who now face the sack because they haven't been vaxxed and the sage scientist who has resigned um, while well, cases are going down no I don't understand it either and the missing Australian girl Claire Smith who's been found safe alive and well after 18 days missing.
0: The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio
1: If you liked what you heard please subscribe and give me a good review and don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10.